Lecture topic: The Protectors of the Quran. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Inna nahnu nazzalna adh-dhikra wa inna lahu lahafizun. Wa qala an-nabiy sallallahu alayhi wa sallam inna lillahi ahlina minan nas. Qila man hum ya Rasulullah? Qala ahlul Quran hum ahlullah wa khassatuh. أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ريفيجن And this revision is something that I need most and all of us need. وَذَكِّرْ فَإِنَّ الذِّكْرَا تَنْفَعُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ Allah Ta'ala says, remind, verily the reminder is beneficial for the believers. So this is all but a reminder, reminder for myself and reminding one another. In the Qur'an Sharif, Allah Ta'ala makes the declaration that we have revealed the Quran inna nahnu nazzalna dhikr and wa inna lahu lahafizun we are the ones who protect the Quran Sharif Allah alone is the one who protects the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala's promise and Allah Ta'ala's guarantee that Allah alone is the guardian of the Quran Sharif at one time in India the British had waged all out war against Islam and the Muslims and they were trying hard to totally annihilate the Muslims and wipe out Islam so one of their own people did some analysis of the situation and then he brought it to their attention that look as long as these two things remain there's no way you are going to wipe out Islam from this country So one thing he told him is that you must completely exterminate the ulama because they are the ones that are going to keep guiding the people towards what is the right path so as long as they are around then your efforts are not going to succeed so because of this report that they received from somebody who they had appointed they started martyring thousands of ulama ikram and it is reported that approximately 60 to 80000 ulama ikram were martyred almost every tree on one whole section between delhi and khaybar almost 600 to 800 kilometers it's almost every tree was such that some ulama alim had been hanged on that tree this was a sacrifice of life that was given for the preservation of islam Nevertheless the other part of that report was as long as the Quran remains these people will remain still on their deen so they didn't understand this and they decided to now remove every copy of the Quran Sharif that they could lay their hands on and in a period of time more than 300,000 copies of the Quran Sharif were snatched away by the British from masjids from wherever they could lay their hands on and were burned and they thought in this way that they are going to 
stamp out Islam, remove Islam from the face of that place. But then somebody realized what they are up to and brought one young Hafiz, young child, and made him start reciting the Quran Sharif. And they were shocked. He can recite the whole Quran from memory? He said, yes. It's not one, it's thousands like this. You can carry on trying to do what you want. But this is Allah Ta'ala's manner of preserving the Qur'an Sharif that is preserved in the hearts of the Hufaz of the Qur'an Sharif. So this is Allah Ta'ala's great bounty, very very great blessing. And when Allah Ta'ala says, Inna lahu lahafidun, we will protect the Qur'an Sharif, we are the ones that protect the Qur'an Sharif. So the person who Allah Ta'ala uses as the means for the protection of the Qur'an Sharif is involved in this royal service. Selected by Allah Taala. So this is something to understand, to realize, to appreciate. The Shaykh al-Hadith Mawazakir on an occasion was invited to one Darul in Pakistan, very very massive Darul thousands of students. And he addressed them but his address was very short, one line. And he said, Talib ilmo apni qadar pehchano. Those students of deen, like the Hufas with the ulama with the understand your words. Full stop. That was the end of the talk. Because if this has been achieved, then everything is now will fall into place. If a person has understood his words, meaning what Allah Ta'ala has placed as a responsibility, what has been given as an honor is in its place. But at the same time, what has been placed as a responsibility, a person has understood that, there is nothing left to explain further, everything else will fall into place. So this was one line, one, one simple sentence was the whole bayan. Nothing else was said. So likewise, those who have been blessed with the Quran Sharif have to always bear in mind that they have this great gift of Allah Ta'ala, a great amanat of Allah Ta'ala in their bosom. On the one side, this is a tremendously great honor. The Hadith Sharif that was recited at the beginning, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, "Inna lillahi ahlina min nas That Allah Taala has family people. Allah Taala has family. Allah Taala is free of any partner. Any Allah has no son, no wife, no children, no parents. Allah is unique. So, what does this mean? So the Sahaba immediately, they knew this was something figurative. So they asked, but what is meant by this? Manuhum Ya Rasulullah. Nabi Islam said, Hum ahlul, ahlul Qur'an, the people of the Qur'an. These are the people of Allah and the special ones of Allah. The people of the Qur'an, person who has memorized the Qur'an Sharif, he also falls in this category person who may not have memorized it but learned the meaning of the Quran Sharif, understood it, studied it. Person may not have memorized the Quran Sharif, may not have understood or got into the study of the Quran Sharif, but he is attached to the Quran Sharif. He recites it daily. It has become his passion. All fall within this category provided that one condition is met. And the condition is Amal bil Qur'an The person has memorized the Qur'an Sharif Or he studied it Or he recites it daily 
But together with that, he is practicing on the Quran Sharif. That is the prerequisite. Then this qualifies him to be part of the family of Allah Ta'ala. Ahlullah. He becomes the Ahlullah and the Khasatuh, the special ones of Allah Ta'ala. So what a tremendously great honor. But it requires, and this is now not confined to the Hafiz of the Quran Sharif also. Person who might not be a Hafiz of the Quran Sharif, but he is attached to the Quran Sharif in terms of daily reciting it. Excessively reciting the Quran Sharif. And together with all these various things, practicing on the Quran Sharif. So, mashallah, this is a tremendously great bounty of Allah Taala. But together with the bounty and the great honor that comes, is the responsibility with it. The responsibility, one is as far as the Hafiz of the Quran Sharif is concerned, the responsibility now that he has been blessed with this bounty to preserve it. As in one Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says, Ta'ahadu al Quran. Look after this Quran Sharif. Guard it, protect it, look after it. Meaning by constantly reciting it, revising it, keeping the door of it very fresh. That is ta'ahadu al-Qur'an. وَالَّذِي نَفْسِي بِيَدِهِ لَهُوَ أَشَدُّ تَفَلُّتًا مِنَ الْإِبِلِ فِي عُقُولِهَا Nabi Islam says, otherwise, this flees quicker than a camel that has been let loose from its whatever was had been tied to. Camel, as soon as it sees that rope has been opened out, it bolts. So quicker than that camel bolts from the point that it was tied to, the Quran Sharif flies away from the heart of a person that doesn't guard it, doesn't guard it, doesn't keep reciting it. So there should be daily tilawat of the Quran Sharif, not only learning door for Ramadan. Door for Ramadan is in its place. You put a little bit more effort and more attention, but daily recitation of the Quran Sharif. Sheikh Hamdulillah used to emphasize hafaz minimum three paras a day. If somebody says that the door is a little weak, so recite one para three times a day. Come to three paras. Somebody finds that yet that is not within his capacity because of whatever might have happened over time, things got neglected a bit, things have weakened, then learn half a para very well. So it'll take you whatever time to learn that half para thoroughly. But then recite that half para during the course of the day six times. So by the time you've recited the six times, it's three paras of tilawat. Though it's half a para only of the Quran Sharif, but in terms of tilawat, it's almost in terms of like reading three paras. So, but in any case, that will in time strengthen the door very well. But nevertheless, all year round, the tilawat of the Quran Sharif must continue. Then this tilawat, one is tilawat for the purpose of door for the purpose of revision, for the purpose of keeping the Qur'an Sharif fresh in the heart, that is necessary. And that must be done, like in the Hadith Sharif, we have been emphasized upon it. Ta'ahadu al-Qur'an. But the Qur'an Sharif must not just be recited only for the purpose of door. That must happen, that must continue. The Qur'an Sharif was revealed for hidayat. And even tilawat, becomes a means of hidayat. 
even if a person doesn't understand the meaning of the Quran Sharif. Zalikal kitabul araiba fi hudallil muttaqeen. Allah Ta'ala says in Hidayat for those who have who adopt taqwa. Oh, what meaning is for those who want to tread the path of the muttaqeen, this is the guidance for them. But the point is the Quran Sharif has been revealed for Hidayat. So every tilawad must commence or must be preceded by the niyat of Hidayat. Every tilawat, whether now a person is learning his tarawi door, he's going to recite tarawi the night in the month of Ramadan, and he's revising his door, he's reading it for the fifth time, the tenth time, but every time that he recites, every tilawat must commence with the niyat of hidayat, actively, consciously making the niyat of hidayat. Ya Allah, make this tilawat a means of hidayat for me. So, Tilawat of the Quran Sharif with the intention of acquiring Hidayat. Then the very important thing, this is whether reciting the Quran Sharif out of Salah or whether reciting the Quran Sharif in Salah, whether reciting it as an Imam in a Salah in which a person is reciting audibly the Fajr Salah, Maghrib Isha, or whether reciting silently whether reciting in one owns, one's own nawafil or sunnats, whatever. Quran Sharif is Quran Sharif. Whether it is the first salah, whether it is Tarawih salah. Quran Sharif is the kalam of Allah Ta'ala and the kalam of Allah Ta'ala must be recited as the kalam of Allah Ta'ala. Meaning the azmat and the greatness and the honor and the grandeur of the kalam of Allah Ta'ala, the word of Allah Ta'ala, must not be compromised in any, any recitation. Person is making his own tilawat for the day. He is reciting Surah Yasin in the morning for example. He is reciting the night surahs for example. Or he is reciting in the Tarawi Salah, he is reciting his Quran Sharif. He maybe has decided to read three paras a night. But the Kalam of Allah Ta'ala is the Kalam of Allah Ta'ala. It's obvious that in Tarawi Salah now there is much more to be recited there will be minimum one para to be recited. So there will be more fluency in the recitation. If somebody decides to recite like Kari Basit now in the Tarawi Salah, so then after the two rakats, people will be now looking for another masjid. Because you see, this is now beyond our capacity. Two rakats took already 25 minutes. So now they'll be already working out and calculating that we may possibly make it for Seri or Might Masseri. So now they are obviously not going to manage it. And that is also an extremely important factor that things must be kept as easy as possible within the limits for the Musallis. That is also part of what something Nabi Salaam has advised the Imams. That to be considerate of the Musallis but within the framework of the Sunnah. The consideration would be because the sunnah is the greatest consideration. Now in the sunnah, for example, in the tasbihat of ruku, sajda, the person recited calmly three times, recited the tasbih in ruku, in sajda, he's fulfilled the sunnah completely. It's not meaning that if he didn't recite five times, then he's deficient in something, he's done something less in terms of fulfilling the sunnah. It's completed properly, not in a hurried way. 
even the tasbihat that too is Allah's name and glorifying Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala so that must be done correctly must be done properly so as the point actually coming to the point that we were being make, making is that whether Quran Sharif is recited in salah out of salah in one's nafil whether it's a silent salah whether it's an audible salah but the kalam of Allah must be recited in the way that the kalam of Allah is meant to be recited and that is with tajweed there is only one way of reciting the Quran Sharif and that's the correct way there's no other way there might be somebody can recite it a little more fluently without compromising tajweed and somebody else might try to match his pace he'll compromise the tajweed completely so he is not permitted to recite at that pace for that person is okay for that person who didn't compromise the tajweed in any way every letter is clearly pronounced the words can be clearly heard the makharij and sifat are not being compromised then for him it's fine but somebody else tries to match his pace but in the process they are eating up the words eating up the letters compromising the tajweed the makharij are not being fulfilled then it is not permissible to read at that pace it will be permissible for him to read at the pace where he doesn't compromise any tajweed because otherwise then the kalam of Allah is being compromised so now this is an extremely important aspect often on the one side as mentioned we have to try and lighten it for the musallis so we will read at a more fluent pace but that fluent pace will be at the pace where the tajweed is not compromised the tajweed in the recitation of Quran Sharif in the recitation of the tasbihat of ruku of sajda likewise of qawma and jalsa and in the recitation of the tashahud etc the tajweed is tajweed that applies to all the recitations meaning to recite it with the letters pronounced correctly the makharij pronounced correctly that applies in the tasbihat etc everywhere so this is an extremely important aspect that the Quran Sharif be recited correctly so we were talking about that every tilawat must commence with the niyat of hidayat and the extent of concentration that is developed in that tilawat that is what will develop the khushu in the heart and the salah to ponder over what one is reciting as far as possible if a person has that understanding and if not then concentrate on the very words that are being recited the tajweed is being correctly recited etc that itself will maintain the concentration Hazrat Urwa bin Zubair rahimahullah he used to recite seven and a half juz every night in his salah seven and a half juz of the Quran Sharif but in order to enhance the concentration of that seven and a half juz during the day he would study the meaning of those seven meaning the tafsir of it he would ponder over it so that this will enhance his devotion and concentration in night in the tilawat of the night this is the extent to which they took effort to enhance that khushu and khudu this is the ruh of tilawat and this is what really affects the heart so the tilawat of the Quran Sharif is extremely important then the other very important aspect is this is all in general now, there is no sequence in whatever the points are we started off talking about the aspect of how great this honor is what a great bounty of Allah Ta'ala it is and to recognize one's worth 
what is the words explained Ahlul Quran different categories of people all fall into this Ahlul Quran with one precondition of Amal so now this is not something confined to Ramadan that as a Hafiz of the Quran Sharif now I need to be conscious of Amal in the month of Ramadan only no this is all the time because as Fuzail bin Ayyaz rahimahullah he says Hamilul Quran Hamilul Rayatil Islam the bearer of the Quran Sharif is the flag bearer of Islam in other words he is the symbol of Islam people see him and recognize Islam this is what a Muslim is all about so a bearer of the Quran Sharif is all the time a bearer of the Quran Sharif not only in the month of Ramadan merely looking at him gives the message of the Quran Sharif so this has to be kept alive in all times of the year the recitation of the Quran Sharif will be alive the Amal of the Quran Sharif will be alive and that is what will enhance everything else in one's life with regard to the Tarawih Salah this will now become the time when that honor of the Hafiz becomes evident that at the time now in the month of Ramadan comes such a great month such a great occasion and Allah Ta'ala's rahmat and blessings are pouring and now the additional ibadat which is a special ibadat of the month of Ramadan the ibadat of Taraweeh but now to lead everybody in Taraweeh Salah nobody is going to look for anybody with worldly qualifications all that in his place if it's earning somebody a halal living he's going to look for the person with the Quran Sharif in his heart he has to now be put forward everybody else will be behind him this honor, this honor comes with responsibility as well those who are going to lead the Taraweeh Salah on the one side they are they stand in line for the dua of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Allahumma hadil a'imma Allah grant hidayat the a'imma so dua of hidayat of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam at the same time the aspect that Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has mentioned Al-Imamu Daminun the Imam is responsible meaning he is responsible for the Salah of the entire congregation what kind of Salah he will perform and how much he has enhanced his Salah that is what will be the impact on the Salah of the Musallis and if he has caused some deficiency the deficiency will go right across but all will be on his head Musallis won't be deprived the Muqtadis won't be deprived but all will collectively come on his responsibility one meaning of Imam Muzaminun obviously is a more clear aspect that if the Imam's Salah broke for example the Muqtadi's Salah broke also because he is the responsible person if his Salah broke everybody is broke but likewise this aspect if there is deficiency then he bears the responsibility of everybody's deficiency so in this regard especially now sometimes somebody never has any responsibility of performing Salah the whole year suddenly now it is only the month of Ramadan that he is now put in front for Taraweeh so these things are not sometimes so uh, present in the mind so therefore for those especially who only end up on the Musalla at the time of Taraweeh so it is necessary to refresh these lessons the thing is that to the extent that all the things that are necessary for Salah 
how much all this is done in a sunnah manner all this impacts on the quality of the salah and on the level of that salah the person who has taken great care in his taharat already in terms of performing the taharat in a sunnah manner the ghusl in a sunnah manner the wudu keeping in mind all the adab and mustahabbat and sunan and performing the wudu in that manner that now enhances the salah itself and now in the salah of the imam has been enhanced likewise the muqtadis also share that greater level of salah Hazrat Mufti Mahmud Gangoi rahimahullah was once asked that if a person wastes water while performing wudu what is the hukam of this what is the ruling regarding this this is israf impermissible this is wastage and for wastage one would be sinful the person replied Hazrat all those who are present here are people who are of knowledge they are aware of this that this is israf that is something quite clear to them but does this have any spiritual impact that's the question that this wastage of water during wudu does it have any spiritual impact one is it's israf that's a clear cut aspect which alhamdulillah those present are aware of it does it have any spiritual impact so he replied and said yes the khushu and khudu of the salah will be lost now where is the problem the problem is in the israf in the wudu he's performing the wudu one hour before maybe but the impact of that wudu which was performed with israf is going to impact the salah so likewise the sunnahs were left out in wudu the mustahabbat the adab were left out all this creates some negative impact on the salah so now tarawih salah is also salah it is a very great salah 40 more sajdas in front of allah taala subhanallah sometimes people want to take shortcuts and they want to make it less and they want to deprive themselves of so many more sajdas allah taala has given this opportunity rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam made the salah a part of the ummah and he performed it and the sahaba performed it and from the time of sayyidina umar ibn khattab radhiyallahu anhu happened in a very formal manner in the masjid otherwise it was happening little bit more informally and from then to now it has never stopped but some people want to cut corners and cut short when you cut corners sometimes you cut corners so many places forget corners there's nothing left in the middle also everything is cut off you cut like a samosa now you cut three corners also closely what you get left in the middle nothing so now they want to cut corners in deen in every matter and eventually you get left with the name of deen the reality of deen is all cut out so in any case the imam has to be therefore very very careful likewise to be conscious of the masail of salah the masail of pertaining to performing salah because sometimes something might happen some mistake might take place it might necessitate sajda isahu now if you are not very familiar with that you might not realize it and as a result the salah will be now affected various other masail so we should take the time to acquaint ourselves especially now those who are not performing salah generally as imams throughout the year now the time of salah came to perform tarawih salah so it's necessary to refresh and revise these masail so that we don't fall short in any of these aspects then as mentioned in terms of the salah the recitation of quran sharif in tarawih the pace will be quicker that's in its place provided that the tajweed is not compromised 
Then if a person is reciting at a faster pace, but very clearly not compromising the sweet, no problem. But similarly, all the other postures of Salah, the Ruku, after the Ruku, the standing posture, the Qawma, then likewise both Sajdas, and the sitting posture between the Sajdas, the Jalsa posture, this too has to be done correctly. Very often in that haste, the Ruku is done very quick, and then the Qawma posture which is wajib to remain in that posture for the duration of one Tasbih. Sometimes that gets completely compromised. Not even half a Tasbih a person is there, is gone. Between the two Sajdas, barely just sat up and didn't even really come to a rest. The body didn't even come to a stop and already gone to the next Sajda. Now this causes that Salah to be Wajibul I'ada, becomes Wajib to repeat it. Because the wajib was omitted. So therefore these postures also have to be done correctly, be done calmly, not done in haste. Yes, now at that time a person will calmly recite the three tasbihs, recite it thrice rather, the tasbih of ruku, the tasbih of sajda three times. Now in that situation he's not going to recite seven times and eleven times, that he will reserve for his nawafil. For his own nawafil, eleven times and more, and lengthy du'as in the nafil, in sajda, mashallah, the du'as that are from the ma'asur, ad'iyah ma'asura, the masnoon du'as, which Rasulullah s.a.w. made. But in the, as the imam, three times calmly, and that will be fulfilling the sunnah completely. Apart from the postures of salah, that is the tashahud, etc., the durood after the tashahud. Many a times the durood is totally omitted, or oh, if it is not omitted, and the tashahud and durood will decide at such a phase that the muqtadi sometimes barely are managing to complete the tashahud. That's not in order. So the durood, durood upon Rasulullah in salah and then dua, small dua, short dua. In Tarawi, we don't lengthen things unnecessarily, but not compromising the manamam either. So these are just some general guidelines regarding the Tarawi Salah. As far as the month of Ramadan in general is concerned, obviously this is the month of the Quran Sharif. So we should be increasing our tilawat tremendously, increasing our tasbihat, recitation of La ilaha illallah, recitation of istighfar, all this will tremendously enhance whatever other amal we do. Then the Tarawi Salah also will be enhanced. This is a month to truly reap from the treasures of Allah Taala to take the rewards. Allah Taala is showering down His special blessings. It's for us to now turn to Allah Taala and reap the rewards, take the rewards. So these are just some few pointers, few guidelines, which Inshallah we should try and bear in mind. There are some simple kitabs that have been prepared as well with many of the masail of imamat and other necessary aspects. We should try to. Uh, read of this we spoke about the importance of amal just two things to highlight in this regard one is with regards to mashallah every hafiz is conscious of it but just to double check beard not trimming it below a first length otherwise then we will end up taking the burden of the entire muqtadi's salah because this is a major problem major sin so that is one very important aspect Likewise, our garments above the ankle. Otherwise, now performing the salah in that manner, especially 
that now becomes a big problem for us. In the hadith, Rasulullah has emphasized this. For males, it is not permissible to hang the garments below the ankles. The 15th night of Shaban, among the people that get deprived of the rewards and the forgiveness of such a great occasion, one of the categories is mentioned in the hadith sharif, al-Musbil, the one who hangs his garments below his ankles. So now, we go to double check that as well, make sure all this is in order, otherwise our own salah becomes a, a greatly deficient and we bear the burden of the deficiency of all the muqtadis as well. And that in the month of Ramadan, we cannot afford obviously to take this great responsibility of the deficiency of everybody else's salah on our head. So these are just some general guidelines, some general pointers. There are many other aspects as well which we should inshallah try to read up. And in this way we will enhance our own salah, our own taraweeh and Inshallah, we will take the rewards of our salah, we will take the rewards of the salah of all the muqtadis as well. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, give us a tawfiq. Allah ta'ala bless one and all and accept our Ramadan. We have five minutes, Inshallah, before we leave for another program. Anybody has any question in regard to tarawih, any general question and anything related to whatever we've discussed, we'll quickly take those questions and then Inshallah, maybe there'll be some other advice from others. Anybody else? Any question? Or tomorrow, Mahotsa will be. Mashallah. The aspect about straightening the sufs, this too is the Imam's responsibility. Rasulullah Sallallahu used to face the the congregation, the Musallis, Muqtadis, and inspect the saf. And the emphasis is to come repeatedly tarasu stand together and sawu sufufakum keeping the sufuf very straight so these are two separate matters both are required one is as a saf be completely straight and the other is everybody standing together so to check that advise it and if there is some issue to correct it somebody now has gone ahead Nabi Sassam is true if somebody was standing out of line he would then get them in line so this used to be done as a standard practice. This is also the Imam's responsibility to check on this. Children under the age of seven, in, in the Hadith Sharif we have been advised, Those who are, the, 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 the Nabi Sallallahu says, keep your children, and those who are not of sound mind, then keep them away from the masjid. On the other side, that when a child is of seven, age seven, then now he should be taught how to perform the salah. So on this basis, that the child under seven shouldn't be brought to the masjid then. Over seven, seven and over, he should be then taught the etiquette and adab of the masjid. And the father should be keeping check on him that he is now conducting himself correctly. Then under those circumstances, but if the child is seven, eight, nine, but not yet able to manage keeping the adab of the masjid, then in the time when the father can be guarding him, now he brought him for salah, but the taraweeh salah is now long. Now after a while the child is going to start getting restless. Then he's going to get restless, then he's going to make everybody else restless. And somebody might lose his patience, then Allah knows this, become totally restless then. So now taraweeh salah is much time involved, children can't stand for such lengthy periods. 
then for the tarawih salah we leave them at home those children who are now 10 years and over now then we bring them but also again same the importance of emphasizing upon them to keep themselves they conduct themselves correctly the children must be in the back children should not occupy the stuff of the adults they should be behind the adults some in the case of tarawih salah have given this permission that if at the end of the stuff one child right at the end of either side of the stuff but not the first stuff thereafter just so that they may be kept control or like one or two children on either side right at the end against the wall so being against the wall they have been some of these have given this concession if that becomes necessary then that helps to keep control of things very well but otherwise the actual position is that the children should be in their own self not in the self of the adults behind the adults so if you if you would be in the in the hukuk what the what the imam imam should then now immediately pull somebody forward and leave and go make his wuzu so the person behind him provided that person knows what's going on now and what he has supposed to do otherwise if he doesn't know what he's going to have to do maybe allah alam that that then that obviously if that now the person who was pulled forward didn't know what to do the whole namaz will then be invalidated the namaz must be commenced again is the imam by mistake went away into ruku instead of the reciting the qunut the qunut is wajib and ruku itself is a rukun it's a farz of salah so now if he's already gone into the farz then from the farz he won't return to the wajib but sazai sahu will be necessary so that's not correct now to force the imam now to so to say by repeatedly reciting allah but yes now it was the mind but he's already gone into ruku he must not return to the qoma to the qiyam now but rather complete the salah but the sazai sahu will be necessary jazakumullah khairan jazaa subhanallah wa bihamdihi subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta